Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Wiz, I think I would have been laughed out of the building back in 2018 if I suggested to people that both Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald will be on the same roster. Uh, but that is the case of the Carolina Panthers. They did try to trade for Deshaun Watson, it seemed like, but the legal stuff got in the way. And here we are, Wiz, a, ca- a, tra- a training camp battle between Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield. Much to the chagrin of Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield, the Jets, and the Browns. The trajectory of both those players is uh, not gone in the in the right direction. Uh, I think it'll be Baker Mayfield. I think it's probably 75 to 25 percent chance, in my view, that it will be him. I don't think they would have brought Baker Mayfield in if the, if he wasn't going to be the starter. With all of that being said, I'm not interested in either of these two quarterbacks, no matter who is announced as a starter, no matter if there's a replacement. As far as uh, Superflex leagues, even if you have to start two quarterbacks, I just don't trust either of those guys. Um, And it's a shame because there is some real talent uh, surrounding um, the quarterback position on this team. They have some dynamic players. um, But for me, it's going to be a complete pass for Mayfield or Donald or whoever the starter is. Um, and maybe Matt Corral may be the most interesting guy um, on that in that quarterback room if he gets a chance to play. But uh, it's going to be a pass for me looking at the the Panther quarterback situation this year. So it, it's funny, was uh, you know I, I was shocked to see Cam Newton back on the sidelines, and then hopefully we've seen the last of Cam Newton as an NFL quarterback. Um, but if you look at the last three seasons, you know you had Teddy Bridgewater last year, Darnold and Newton. In the last three seasons, was the worst team in the NFL for passing touchdowns is the Carolina Panthers. Only 47 touchdowns over three seasons for the Panthers. And, you know, Matt Rule was uh, was uh, owner David Tepper, was a guy he brought in from Baylor. Uh, everybody was excited about him teaming up with Joe Brady. Uh, Joe Brady's gone, uh, former offensive coordinator at LSU, and a guy who worked with Sean Payton in New Orleans. But they've moved on from that. Matt Rule's probably on one of the hotter seats when it comes to uh, – uh, the coaching carousel. Uh, but yeah, Caroline is going in the wrong direction. It's a situation that I'm avoiding as well, a quarterback. And uh, yeah, it does, it, do, it does hurt some of the, some of the other offensive talent on this football team. Yeah. I think Joe Brady found out it's a little, little more difficult in the NFL when you don't have uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase going up against Mississippi in uh, SEC conference games uh, in the NFL, the boy wonder and the genius, it just didn't, it didn't work out. But one one player that I find difficult and interesting, I guess, is Christian McCaffrey to try and analyze coming into this year. Um, it was only a few years ago where he was the consensus number one player taken in all of drafts, snake drafts, and the highest price guy you would spend money on in, in auction drafts. So I think what comes before a lot of people in drafts is, you know, what's the decision when it's you're looking at Christian McCaffrey in a group with, let's say, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook. Is he in the front of that line for you, the middle of that group, the end of the group because of durability concerns? You know, where, where do you have him in a group that most people are going to be facing with decisions come their draft? Yeah, so despite the fact that there's question marks at quarterback and this is probably a bottom 10 offensive line in the NFL, 
When you look at the eight games that Christian McCaffrey managed to play in, in full over the last two years, uh, the production is undeniable. 1,100 total yards, 52 catches, eight touchdowns, uh, something over 600 yards rece- uh, rushing, uh, over 400 yards receiving in those eight games. And that's the thing that kind of, for me, when I look at that, uh, while I think there's battle scars uh, from owners who have kind of gone after Sean uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey over the last couple of years, uh, I think as a result of that, you'll you'll see some some owners uh, kind of shy away from it. I'd be one of those owners that I'd, I'd kind of be willing to take more of a chance and, and put him in front of, not in front of a guy like Eckler, no way. Um, it's a little bit challenging for me in terms of Najee Harris because of usage of Najee Harris. He was durable last year as well. Derrick Henry, I think, will bounce back. The one thing was is, 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 is it's not like McCaffrey's coming back from an ACL or reconstructive surgery. It's kind of na- more nagging injuries. So I, I, you count me as one of those guys that's kind of push, pushing him a little bit closer to the front. Uh, by the way, I think Dante Foreman, who was admirably filling in for uh, Derrick Henry last year, will be backup number one to McCaffrey and hopefully ease some of his workload. Chuba Hubbard was the guy that was there last year. He'll get his touches as well. And, you know, maybe you see a situation where it's like 65% McCaffrey, and, you know, 35% for those other two guys. But uh, I think Foreman's more the interesting backup here. Uh, but McCaffrey, again, was I have him near the front of that group that you mentioned. So moving to the receivers, I find DJ Moore one of the most intriguing players to look at. Ability, he he's tremendous ability. Um, the thing that just seems to be, you know, after one year, you could say that could be a fluke or two years, his touchdowns, his lack thereof, is what's preventing him, in my eyes, from being inside the top 12 at the position. So that's why I kind of have him in that group between 13 and 20. I have a stat for you. In the last four years, DJ, DJ Moore basically hasn't missed a game. He's, had, he's played 63 games in four years, basically averaging 16 games for, for over four seasons. In that time... He's had 12 touchdown receptions. Jamar Chase had 13 last year. Jamar Chase caught more touchdowns in one year than than DJ Moore caught in four. So this is the thing that's holding me back. So I ask you, do you think it's a fluke? Are you looking at it as four years as a, as a as you know a, a pretty sizable sample? that you feel he's just not a guy that's going to catch touchdowns? Are you with me that you he's not in your side, your top 12, because of touchdowns and kind of like have him in that grouping between 13 and 20? Oh, so the durability is unquestioned, right? So I, I, didn't, I didn't realize, by the way, before you mentioned it, that he only had 12 touchdowns. I did not. I, I knew that for three consecutive years he's had – 1100 odd yards receiving uh the targets have moved around last year 163 targets uh but there was a big drop off in terms of your you know for so 93 catches last year compared to 60 60 year before uh but the yardage was the same so it was a big drop off in yards per catch and again the carolina panthers worst in the nfl last three years 47 total touchdowns in, in the last three years so he's a victim of the lack of production at the position between Bridgewater and Darnold and Newton. That's the thing that's held him back. So, yeah, I, that that stat, yes, the 12 touchdowns is kind of remarkable. But, you know, I'm kind of leaning on how much he touched the ball. I'm, Robbie Anderson is regressed. Terrace Marshall really didn't show up last year. He looks like the surefire guy 
that you can count on in Carolina. So with that, Wiz, I'm not going to shy away from DJ Moore. And I'm sick of looking at Robbie Anderson, to be honest with you. I know you had something for this player a couple of years ago. Well, well, you know, he did have a good year with Sam Darnold a couple of years back, right? Yeah, but you thought that, I don't know, you, 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 you were intrigued, you were intrigued by him. And, uh, I don't know, I, I guess, I guess I was, you know, just tired of him a while back and that continues. So I'm not looking to draft Robbie Anderson or any other receivers or for that matter, any of the tight ends or any of the pass catchers at all on the Panthers, uh, aside from DJ Moore, uh, Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble, uh, tight ends, um, you know, they just don't do for me, especially with McCaffrey coming back where you feel like McCaffrey and Moore are going to get the lion's shares of the touches um, in the passing game. You may have just answered your question there, was uh, that you asked about Christian McCaffrey. So the Carolina Panthers used their tight ends less than any other team in the NFL last year, right? Uh, and probably in the last couple of years. But, you know, you asked a little while ago about uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is probably going to be a beneficiary of, A, <clears throat> the re- wide receivers outside of DJ Moore being extremely inconsistent. Although I find that guy Zilstra a, a little bit interesting. We'll, we'll see. He had a couple of games last year where, we, where he made some noise. Uh, but the tight ends are not part of this passing attack either. And as a result of that, if Christian McCaffrey is healthy, and I mentioned that stat about having 52 catches in those eight games he was healthy— I don't know. Is it crazy to suggest that Christian McCaffrey, if he plays a full season, could catch somewhere between 85 and 95 balls this year? Probably not. So, I I think... yeah, no, we, not not at all. I mean, if you if I had a if I had a you know if I had a crystal ball and it said seventeen next to Christian McCaffrey's games played, I'm taking him ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Even there's no question about that. My my thing is not yards rushing, yards in the passing game, receptions, touchdowns, none of it. It, it just comes down to durability and will the coaching staff say we have got to ease off on him and help him make it through the season. But if he's playing games and he's getting uh, the touches that we think he's going to get and he makes it through the season, he definitely could be the overall number one player taken. And there is no question about that. So I, I would say this was, um, if you remember two years ago, the Carolina Panthers drafted at every single pick in their draft. Defense. All, all, all defense, player, right? Yeah. All defense. Yep. I actually love this defense. Uh, I think it's a up-and-coming defense still. But this is one of those situations where the offensive ineptitude hurts the defense. Do you agree with that? There's no question about that. I have six letters for the Carolina Panthers defense as far as uh, fantasy football. It's S-T-R-E. A.M. Wait till they play at home against the Falcons. Um, you know, you really probably don't want to start them against the Tampa Bay Bucks or some of these other teams, but they're a streaming option. Agree completely. They have playmakers on the defensive side of the football, and they will have these games where they will roll up big numbers. So, a very, very intriguing streaming option, or if you just want to, if you're in a league where you have the depth to draft two defenses, I don't mind even them being the second defense. Yeah, yeah I just think, I mean, again, a lot of playmakers on the defense, uh, so that, 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 and they're a young defense as well. Um, Zane Gonzalez a few years ago was a worthy fantasy choice at kicker, but he was a, a mess last year with. I'm not even sure he ends up winning this job, right? I think they have somebody else in camp as well, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, if, if, yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, if I if you're not drafting Zane Gonzalez when he's with Arizona, you're certainly not drafting him when he's with Carolina. So, complete no interest in Zane Gonzalez. All right, Wiz. Well, that's a wrap up on the Carolina. Panthers, uh, and, and it's on to the New Orleans Saints, who, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a number of interesting storylines around this Saint team uh, coming into this season, Wiz. Uh, but that'll come up next, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. Next up, New Orleans Saints. <laughs>